0: Hi there Ryan here, and you're listening to the podcasted version of the radio show Fast Lane, which is broadcast four to six every Monday on Cork City Community Radio at cr.ie, with me, Ryan Jones, and my co-host, Sean Collins. Now, this week's show is a very interesting show. We had a very long in depth interview with Lewis Barford, who is a contemporary folk musician based in Cork, originally from England. It's a really fascinating interview, it's a very deep interview, I'll say now. We talked about um, her career in theatre and how somebody who had seemingly everything you could ever want from a career. Theatre, so I'd give it all up and move over to music. We then spoke about her music career and we spoke about her new album Home, which is, as she describes, not a commercial album but an album for her own soul to heal her own soul. It's now about her family's past experience with the Irish church and the trauma that they face, and this is an album she used to heal that. That family trauma. It's a really interesting interview. I do recommend listening to it. There are, it's, it can be quite triggering for some people. So I would say to advise that. But generally, it's a really good in depth interview. We also had Nostalgia Hour. So this year was 2007. So if you love all things 2007, the facts and the information, then keep listening because it's going to be very 2007 heavy. Now, like always, if you enjoy listening to this podcast or listen to the show live, you can do that by going to cr.ie, that is Cork City Community Radio's website, and listen and press the listen live button. And listen to us live every Monday. for Till six, and like always, all music has been removed due to copyright. So please enjoy this week's show.
1: Driving down the bypass to have a laugh, it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins.
0: Yes. Hello, we are back. You're listening to Cork City Community Radio online. It's fast lane. It's me, Ryan Jones. The time is 4 minutes past 4 and we have the next 2 hours of great music, great chat and of course, you know, just Chatting away, filling some time for two hours, thank you for tuning in to Cork City Community Radio Online, this is me Ryan Jones on Fastlane, you can get in contact with us by contacting me on 085 124 1616, that's 085 124 1616 throughout the show, and the the first song there was a girls aloud song, Something New, and there's a reason we side play that today because throughout the week last week obviously oh, we've been off air for two weeks but last week um girls allowed announced a reunion tour yes so uh cheryl tweedy nadine cole nicola Roberts, and kimberly walsh are reuniting uh for a tour in 2024 unfortunately it will be without sarah harding due to obviously her, her tragic passing in september 2021 but girls loud are a great bands and i do su- and, and listen if you love that song something new if you love the promise if you love sound of the underground i would really suggest going you can see them live in dublin arena the three arena in dublin on the 18th of may or just get on a ferry get on a plane and jump over across uh, across the water and you can see them anywhere in the uk live but I do suggest doing that. Oh, obviously, thank you very much for tuning in, by the way. Um, yes, yeah, so we were off air last week. Unfortunately, I do apologise for that. If you tuned in and me and Sean weren't here. Yes, we were, I, I was away. I was, I, was at a, I was at a funeral last week. You know, uh, at a funeral. And I want to talk about, quickly, so I noticed at the funeral. And I just want an opinion on this. Because I don't know whether I'm old-fashioned here. But I went to this funeral last week and... I did what you always do when you go to a funeral you know you 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 dress in funeral attire don't you now for me a funeral attire is a white shirt black trousers and a black tie and a black overcoat a black suit whatever black shoes and at the funeral i went to some people were dressed like that of course they were but there were a majority of people who weren't dressed in funeral attire they were wearing you know just normal clothes and bright clothes and i found it quite odd because I've noticed it in Ireland where I live in Kerry that people do do that, but a lot of people in Kerry go to many funerals throughout a year, you know, as part, of, as part of a community. So loads of people do dress in their normal clothes, but I was quite shocked that, you know, people don't wear funeral tires. So let me know what you think about that. Do you, when you go to a funeral, do you dress in. Um, funeral attire do you dress in this you know in, in all black or do you dress in you know bright kind clothes now i do know that many people um sometimes with funerals um loved ones request you know it to be a happy occasion and to wear bright clothes uh i'm not going to do that at my funeral i'll be very honest with you i'm gonna my, i want my funeral to be very morbid and this is a morbid start to the show but this is fast lane we've got a great two hours of fun coming up um we've got a few songs to play first but we will later on uh, at 4:20. we'll be interviewing lewis barford a local folk singer we'll be talking about her career and her new upcoming album home but like but like always if you if you're a regular list of cork sea community radio a fast lane you'll know that in the first hour every week we like to count down the top 3 songs of this week in the billboard charts and uh, the irish billboard charts and at number 3 this week is a song by a uh, artist called jack harlow now before i play this song i do want to make it just just make people aware that this song is a really good song to be honest it's really good but it is quite a song of a sexual nature let's say so if you're not into that sort of music i do advise you tune off for the next 2 minutes there's no swearing and all that sort of stuff it's all good but it's quite heavily implies some sexual nature. So if you're not into that, I would suggest tune off for the next two minutes and then tune back in two minutes and we'll have a bit of lovely Ava Max. But first, this week's number three in the Ice Billboard charts is Jack Harlow with Loving On Me.
1: Driving down the bypass to have a laugh it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins.
0: There we go. Ava Max there with Kings and Queens. And who knows, maybe we'll be talking to her later on. You never know what can happen. Anyway, listen to Cork Sea Community Radio. It's thirty minutes past four. We'll be talking to Lewis Barford in a few minutes. But I want to talk to you first of all about something that happened on our London trip that I haven't mentioned in the last month. And that is... Bad gift buying. So i went on a holiday and you do what you always do. You bring back souvenirs for your your loved ones to make sure they don't get angry when you come back. And I went off and I got my parents some gifts. I bought my mum some coasters from London, which she really loved. And I bought my dad what I thought would be a good gift. And it was a plastic beer container. Um, that you know, it, it just said that that said classic beer on it, and I thought he'd love it. And two days later, he returned that gift to me. So it made me think, like about. Bad gifts you've ever given or received. You know, you can let us know um, on 085 124 1616. 16. That's 085 124 16 16. Let us know about bad gifts you've received or given. Uh, actually, tell you what, Lewis is currently in studio now waiting to do an interview. But <laughs> what about you, Lewis? Well, you know what came to mind? Hi, everyone.
2: Um, you know what came to mind? And actually, it fills me with embarrassment. So I once got married and one of my former husband's friends gave us this plate that was like bright yellow with all of this red writing on. And it was like so gaudy and awful. (laughs) And, and, And this was the terrible thing I did is without asking his permission, so I'm so sorry I didn't do that, I left it on our front wall, like in London, and oh. there was a culture where you'd leave things and people would take them. Somebody just took this plate. <laughs> and he was like, you can't do that. And I'm like,
0: yeah, actually I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was awful. <laughs> That's taking re-gifting to a whole different level. <laughs> I've always thought that, what's the most accessible time to regift gift a present you don't want?
2: I don't know if it is even like a thing is it like shouldn't you just accept it graciously and go thanks <laughs> like, <Attic>. or or <laughs> if it's someone really close go you know what mate look i really don't like that yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that takes courage i remember a friend of mine actually I remember this now she's saying that i remember a friend of mine at school um he for we did a christ thing where all our friends would buy each other gifts and he obviously panicked in the last minute and he went off and bought us everyone chocolates as five of us and it was all chocolate, but he actually bought us his diabetic chocolates <laughs> and then they, and then on the thing, it gained, and we all had it, and we they all had stomach aches. and Apparently, had a laxative, laxative, yeah. a laxative effect. <laughs> yeah. We Thanks. didn't know it's thirteen year olds <laughs> but he ruined our Christmas for Christmas <laughs> break.
2: Oh,
0: bless him. Uh, so anyway, if you if you want to, if you have an opinion as well, have a story like Lewis and Texas Text us in at 08 5 16 16 Oh eight five one two four sixteen sixteen. We'll we have a lot going on this uh, in this show, including a nostalgia in the second hour of the show. So, what year we pick? Who knows? And also, do you know what? I might even play a Christmas song at some point. Is it too early? Yes. No, no. <laughs> no, Lewis. <laughs> well, I debate that and we will talk about that. But I think, first of all, before we hear from Lewis um, and we go into detail with, Lewis, with uh, Lewis Barford, I think we should play a song. And I wanted to play it two weeks ago and unfortunately there was a tech issue, but we can now play Wrecking Ball by Dolly Parton and Marty Cyrus. We were going to play it two weeks ago. There was a tech issue. We're going to play it now. It's an amazing collaboration. And join us afterwards. We'll be talking live with Lewis Barford.
3: We clawed, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. We kissed, I fell under your spell. A love no one could...
1: You're listening to Fastlane on 100.5 FM with Ryan and Sean.
0: Yeah, she listening to Fastlane, me, Ryan Jones, and Cork City Community Radio. It's 21 minutes past four. And you heard, you heard from her earlier on about her the the, 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 the gifting and ste- and basically having, having a plate robbed. It is Lewis Barford in the studio <laughs> with us.
2: Hey, how are you? How are <laughs> we doing? I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, this is... So I, I've got an... Eng- we were just talking about English accents during that song. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was born in London and my mum's from East Cork and I moved back, what, four years ago? And I live up the road, but I've never been down here, so it's a real pleasure. Lovely to be here.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we were talking... What I was saying to you about how you... Like, we're talking about how the accent be mixed, mashed, when obviously you're English, be living in, like, Ireland. And, like, that's what I was saying about me. It's like, my voice is more... You have to be posher, sort of. You have to sort of project <laughs> it a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, we well, th- we got speech training in
2: London to, like, get rid of sounding Irish because bi- people were racist back then. Oh, jeez. When I was a whippersnapper. And they'd really, you know... They'd mock my mum, which was terrible, you know? Mm. Um, but... Um, you know luckily now for irish it's it's totally integrated within England but yeah that was sort of a really aw- awkward awful time um but yeah so my dad's from Essex yeah <laughs> not like total Essex geezer but he's a bit of a geezer yeah. <laughs> and then um, my mom's from Whitegate um
0: yeah so no. so well, let's talk about that first of all so where so for yourself like where so you when did you come back to Ireland and move back to Ireland then
2: so i I I moved permanently in 2019. I mm. got a job at UCC lecturing in theatre and voice. And in 2018 I came over nine times trying to like find out about my family here and yeah. sort of integrate and trying to find somewhere to live and and to find work really. Mm. And that yeah, I got this job so it was like four weeks later i had to get into cork and i did so that was like brilliant <laughs>
0: yeah. well that's an interesting thing i want to talk about you've always talk about your music and all that stuff i want to i've seen your website because it's about theater there you've had a obviously you've had a good like you obviously music's been impressive but you've had a really interesting theater background yeah, as well
3: yeah like you right. were
0: in macbeth uh, opposite can be obviously and your show um at the edinburgh festival you were um you know you you, you did like big shows as well.
2: Yeah, I did. I so I went to drama school, um and then yeah, did, like, I was very physical and agile, so I did a lot of physical theatre, things like the Mime Festival, so we did shows at the South Bank Centre, and then I toured with some circus companies, which was brilliant fun. Um, but I was, I mean, I'm a good actor, and so I, I ended up doing a bit of West End as well. I did some Shakespeare at the Old Vic. So, like, there's a director called Trevor Nunn who's, like, really brilliant at Shakespeare, and um, I did Richard II at the Old Vic with Kevin Spacey playing mm. Richard II. And then um, I did Hamlet with Ben Wishaw playing Hamlet. Oh, wow. He was wonderful. Um, I mean, Kevin was wonderful as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those those experiences were like seminal for me to, you know, know what it's like to be on stage, know the sort of etiquette of, of performance and theatre and also to like garner the stamina to be on stage for eight shows a week for six months. Yeah. Um, but then I was doing a lot of theatre and creating a lot of music within the theatre Um, and writing songs in shows and co-creating and collaborating with more and more um, like inclusion like I was getting more involved in the creation of the work Mm. and then I did this really beautiful show in 2013 with a company called 1927 and we toured the world we went to get this 21 countries in 11 months it was really like unsound in terms of carbon footprint but yeah. um <laughs> i i actually my soul sort of died on that tour so i started i decided to write a song in every country um regardless of outcome mm. and then at the end of that tour i'm like okay i'm going to quit acting and i'm going to focus on music and um yeah that was 10 years ago so um, now my 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 priority for me as an artist is is making music and um been integrating like the two mm. the two heritages so like Irish folk and English folk yeah and then integrating my family and like this second album it's you know a mm. really I would say quite a heavy subject of healing the ancestral trauma um that my mum um that I experienced from my mum being incarcerated in an orphanage and my beloved nan, Bridget Colbert, being sent to the um, Atkins building asylum in the city. Um, mm. So it's like moving on from that sort of really painful and shameful heritage and like coming back to Cork and thriving and like telling the stories and healing that, that sort of very painful past.
0: And that's all in your uh, album, Home, which will be. Yeah. But we'll still be. We will obviously be looking to cover that later, so. But, like, just in regards to the acting, what was it then about that tour that just made you go this is enough and enough specifically
2: you know it was I, I'd just done three months in America in I was doing the taming of the shrew mm. and I was playing Kate and that was really fun like this <laughs> really yeah. beautiful role and then in the other show I did in America before that I was playing nine parts in Serrano de Bergerac it was really funny and I came back from that three months tour quite tired but really like creatively filled yeah and then I started this new show um and I was essentially just a recast of the original cast so I just had to learn the moves and learn the choreography and and like the voice was choreographed everything was choreographed to within an inch of its life Mm. so I had no creative input and I just felt like a puppet yeah and I was good at it and it was a brilliant show like don't get me wrong it was Mm. an honor and a pleasure to be part of it but I just thought god I, I, i'm done yeah. with being someone else's mannequin mm. um i want to be a, a i wasn't finding fulfillment mm. um and it sort of sounds like i can't probably say this in the afternoon a swear word yeah. for, for being a bit of a mm, um mm. because it was a brilliant position to be in but yeah i just wasn't i wasn't really i wasn't thriving as as a creative soul
0: mm. so what was it about then because I presume most, because obviously I also myself am into acting, that sort of stuff, and I presume the natural progression, because for that you wanted more creative control and to be more creative. Um, what about, you know, obviously you went to music instead. What was it about music instead of like going over to what some people do, which is become a director or become a writer yourself? Why was it music you went over to?
2: I did I did actually do that as well. Oh. I, just, I, um, I In the process of moving over to music, I started writing full-scale musicals for... Mm. British Youth Music Theatre yeah. and directing those with cast of like up to 40 young people. It was it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I created my own solo show um, and started directing and coaching other art creative artists. And I loved that. And actually, you know, I'd totally do that again. And like I said, when I first came over here, I was as a, I was a theatre director yeah. working for UCC. Um, but for me, it was like, I, I'd got to a point where like I was really good and knew what I was doing and i wasn't going to i wasn't looking at film and being like a film star but i sort of done what i needed to do in theater mm. at that point um and for me music was new i was a beginner like i didn't know how to play instruments yes. so i wrote my first songs without playing instruments and then had to learn how to play instruments to to accompany myself um so that was like the next creative um challenge really like it was it's exciting you know and I got my classical guitar books out and was learning classical theory it was you know it's yeah. fun and novel um and I wasn't finding those edges as a th- as a performer like when if you're if you get to a point when you're doing a big international show and you're a bit bored like <laughs> <something, Yeah. laughs> you know something's got to change
0: mm. <laughs> I'm just going to the music now so what because would you describe yourself as, like, is it a folk country singer you'd say yourself more as?
2: I, I would say I'm a contemporary folk singer, mm. uh, not country. Yeah. Um, and actually this album is far less folk than my first album and far less folk than what I normally present.
3: Mm.
2: Um. But when I'm making work, whether it's theatre or music, I sort of just need to let the work make itself. Yeah. So... Like I could have added a load of folk songs to this album, but mm. I didn't because it wasn't it wasn't so relevant. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'm a contemporary folk artist and this new album has a little bit of folk and a little bit of folk pop yes. singer-songwriter.
0: So what made you choose folk then as your genre?
2: I grew up with my dad playing finger-picking guitar oh, yeah. and banjo and my mum listening to the Dubliners. Mm. And like seven drunken nights, honestly, it would kill us every time we heard it. It was so silly and funny. Um, And so, yeah, I heard that when I grew up. And so that's what I, that's what, that was the language of music that was in my blood,
0: I suppose. Um, Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about your music, I was listening to some of your original Way Up, and actually one of the things I love about, especially there's one, because one of your most popular songs I can see here on Spotify and YouTube was... uh, sort of a book's this. Is it Hecate? Oh it's Hecate. Hecate. Yeah. And like the intro <laughs> was beautiful. Oh
2: thank you. Like she she's the goddess of the witches. So she's like the She's like the Morrigan, basically, Mm. um, for people into sort of Irish Celtic mythology. Um, Yeah, she's the the goddess of the witches, the goddess of the underworld. And I I wrote that one. I'm I'm like, oh, damn, it's my most popular song. And yet it's not necessarily representative (laughs) of all my work. Yeah. But it's a bit gothic and a bit creepy. um, Mm. And it, it speaks of my journey of... Um, I I suppose growing up from being like a young woman to being like a more mature woman like no longer being the maiden um, and being like a woman you know Mm. in her in her sovereign skin so I, I played the piano for that on this piano on a I recorded it in London on a light ship yeah uh, it was really awesome so it took it's all a very watery song and we were recording it on the ship that lifted up with the tide and went back down so this beautiful rickety piano which I can't play live because I'm playing two piano parts at the same time so yeah. we overdubbed one so I can never unless I get someone else to play with me yeah I can't reproduce that introduction
0: <laughs> yeah and how do you so you said you had to learn to play did you self-teach yourself? did you go to classes
2: I, I self-taught myself yeah and, um, I, yeah, I, I got a classical guitar book, which I'm still working on. And in yeah. fact, I've totally neglected for the last year because <laughs> I've been too busy. But, um, next year I'm going to give myself a bit of time to do some, some more technical training because there's so mm. much I can learn about like fretboard economy and different tunings that I haven't exp- exper- uh, explored at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, self totally self-taught. and as a singer, really, I mean, I learned I did some voc I did a lot of vocal training at um drama school, mm. a huge amount of vocal training and technique and bodywork training, um not loads of singing training per se, but lots of voice work, yeah, which is applicable
0: to singing, yeah, perfect. And so we will be talking more about music and the new album home um coming up as well. but. Uh, we have a song, first Mm. of all, pre-recorded song we're going to play out from your new album, is it, I believe? Yeah. Perfect. So do you want to introduce the song? Tell us a bit about it before we play it.
2: Yeah, so I've chosen this one. Um, It's going to be the first time it's been played on on radio and it's called For You A Store. Mm. And it's really the heart of this album and probably the hardest song for me. So I feel quite bold just offering you this as my first (laughs) one. It's like, it's the hard song. So... Um, a little bit of a little bit of backstory my my beloved mum was um sent to the orphanage in Cove by my grandfather mm. and um, I don't really know why I think my grandfather may have, may have been a boozer, but he sent my mum and her sisters to the orphanage. My mum was five and my uncle's to the industrial schools in cork and um, when I came back here after my mum's passing, You know, I I needed to heal this this sort of family history of my mum being in an orphanage at the hands of the Sisters of Mercy. You know, she didn't have a good time. She experienced a lot of emotional, physical, um, psychological abuse. Mm. And um, I wanted to go back in time and rescue my mum. Like, if that were possible, I wanted to go to the orphanage and save her and all the other kids in the orphanages and industrial schools across Ireland. So this song speaks of me really wanting to do that. Um and it also sort of brings into music the the truth and depth of my rage I felt about that having happened to my mum. And um <coughs> excuse me. And then the last bit of the song is a little old Irish song I learned from Singing in the ensemble called Rune I used to Mm. sing in an Irish ensemble In in England And I'm using that at the end of this song As a sort of lullaby to harmonise All of that energy that I've expressed
0: Mm. So yeah Well that doesn't make you listen to this song I don't (laughs) know what we're (laughs) with that intro Anyway so here we go This is Lewis Barford with For You A Store Thank you
3: Time to leave this shore Like so many Irish before In hope of a promised land Away from the church's hand Oh, seventy years ago Sailed to a place unknown Leave the motherland Tuppence in her hand Ferry to a new home They said you did not deserve a name Cull your hair, dress you in shame They said you did not deserve a name Oh, little girl, wish I could have been there for you Oh, little girl, wish I could have been there for you Oh, little girl Wish I could have been there for you. Oh, little boy, wish I could have been there for you. Oh, little boy, wish I could have been there for you. Oh, little boy, wish I could have been there.
4: too
1: bad.
0: Lewis Barford with 4A Store. Anyway, your list is called Sea Community Radio. And we still have Lewis Barford with us now. Hello. So, Lewis, so that's from your new album, that's Home. That's right.
2: That's right.
0: Isn't it? So let's let's talk a bit about the the new album first of all. And how's... Yeah. So you mentioned you had... This is your second album, is it? Yeah, that's
2: right.
0: Uh, so how is it, first of all, different from the first album? Uh, I would say this one
2: has... Principally, it's moved a little bit away from folk. Mm. So in the first album, Glenna Fuka, named after My Nan's Farm in Dangorny, uh that had a lot more folk in it. So it had traditional folk reels and an English folk song, a Scottish folk song, and an Irish folk song in Irish. And Whereas this one has... Uh, one and a half folk songs in it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got a a new rhythm section in this second album so Mm. there's a lot more percussion as you heard in that sort of forte section of that song and some double bass so that gives it a little bit more drive and I'd say it's it's got a touch more jazzy, a touch more bluesy in parts. Mm. Um, but it's still for me giving voice to the unspoken and yeah. sort of healing like the the, the story of, Ile- of, of my family here in Ireland. Mm. Um, which actually, I tell you what, it feels like I've reached a real place of forgiveness yeah. and fullness and freedom. And um, that's that's a relief because it's been really hard you know mm. like so many people have have first-hand or second-hand experience of sort of experience and atrocities at the hands of the church here in Ireland and they either have to like hide it away because they can't deal with it which is totally understandable or um you know get rageful about it and like you know get very um um us versus them yeah. which is understandable um but it doesn't it doesn't allow for a place to thrive and mm. that's really what i've been trying to move on from is like this family of surviving to thriving and integrating the past
0: um yeah well one of the things we're talking about during the break which you were saying this isn't a commercial album this you know so again like so you're talking about it like so has this helped you with the the he- has the album helped you with the healing process, or does there do you feel this is a story it needs to be told, or like how do you how do you feel with this album? What has this album done for you personally? So personally it's
2: a it's a it's a it's a manifestation of my process of healing and uncovering the stories and trying to find out what happened and process that. Mm. So the music has come out of that and and my intention is that it may be of service to other people who have experienced similar things so on that last song for you astor there was a voiceover of a woman who was in the orphanage at the same time as my mum Mm. and her children don't know that she was there yeah so you know it's it's they're not isolated stories and i think there's a collective pain body um across ireland that's that's healing and grieving and 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 um, this is part, That's this is my contribution. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe it's too much for some people and maybe it doesn't resonate with others and that's really okay. I'm just, you know, when I make art, I can be employed to make something and so mm. I write a so-and-so jazzy two-minute piece and I'll write that as a commission or I used to pay, play in covers bands and, yeah. you know, earn really good money for that. Mm. But actually now I'm at a point where I just need to make... What my soul's calling for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, with this album though, so obviously, I know it's too far, I think, beyond this because you're currently still promoting this album. But, like, with a, if you did a third album, for example, would you feel would you make it more commercial? Do you feel to keep it, or are you still just going to do what you feel your soul is right to do at the time?
2: I, I, I've i got idea for the next two albums, mm-hmm. one of which is Pure Folk, yep. um, and actually, maybe. Large, l- I don't know, but it may be largely uh, a cappella uh. or just Lewis and guitar, quite simple folk. What I'm really good at as well, beautiful yeah. voice, you know, for that. And the other thing is a piece of music, uh, a body of work looking at love. Mm. Um, not cheesy love songs, but the different aspects of love. So those are my next two albums. And, you know, I don't know what's going to come first, but <laughs> I do have certainly a lot of material ready to go. And I've been singing a lot in West Cork with the Arts for Health, with the elderly, so I've learnt some beautiful old folk songs that mm. I'd love to honour um, and recording. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm going next. And, you know, these last two albums, I, I feel like I've done my work, you know, now yeah. around all this sort of painful past. It's like mm. I'm looking forward to something of being a bit lighter and a bit more yeah. joyous. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: when you, so when you make these songs... because. From what you've been telling me, that there are some stories you want to get out there. So when you create a song, presumably if there's a specific story you really want to get out there, do you try and get that song to be, I don't want to say the best song, but the one that will be most listened to? Or how do you sort of do that? Or is the whole album as a whole something that you feel is a, is a collective story?
2: I when I don't write... Personally, with an intention of trying to be a, a sort of superstar yeah. maker, mm. it's not about being commercial. Mm. Um, I'm not writing Eurovision songs. I'm not. I'm trying. To, I'm just writing the songs that feel truthful and trying to write the best song that delivers the message that's coming through me.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, obviously, and when is ho- when is home? Is it released now? Or yeah, it, two- it was
2: released on the seventeenth. Oh, perfect. And um, so yeah, you can get it um, on my Bandcamp page, and you can listen on Spotify and YouTube, mm-hmm. and you can also come and see me live because I'm I'm playing in Dublin at Whelan's on Wednesday. Yeah. Then I'm going to the Ballinscallygs to Kilrillig on Sunday, the third of December. Then I'm playing Crosshaven on the 8th of December at The Oar. And then Sirius Arts Centre on Saturday the 9th. And I think there's just a handful of tickets left, so snap them up. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and you're going to
0: perform for us live in a few minutes. Yeah. But, like, we're performing live... Because you perform, like, do you, do you also perform live in London as well?
2: Yeah, so I, I actually toured this album in the UK in September, oh. very cheekily, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a preview um, with Culture Island support. So thanks so much, Culture Island, for mm. making that possible. We, um, yeah, we toured to six dates with the band um, across the UK. And we did a big, big showcase in London at St Pancras Old Church, where I was joined by four of my beloved friends who are beautiful vocalists. Mm. So the last song on the album is an acapella piece, which we sang together. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. And when you tour in London, especially this album, except because all the stories do, what's that react? What is it like touring in London? Because I would be on, because not, I don't know if many English people would know the the pure history you were talking about in Ireland, like is, does that come up or did, how, what was it? What was the audience like in London compared to like performing this album in island itself
2: well that's a great question and partly the reason why I wanted to tour in the UK first just to try it out like yeah. because it's not it's not easy subject matter after every show someone would come up and say oh yeah my uncle or my auntie oh yeah my mum's my mum hasn't spoken to her family in Ireland mm. there's a huge diaspora of Irish in the UK you know yeah so it did resonate with people at every show and um that was
0: very touching. Mm. Um, yeah. And just with that as well, Sam, are you scared of any like backlash from maybe certain communities who might not be happy with that sort of content going out?
2: I'm not sure how that might look. How mm. might that look in your mind's eye?
0: Well, uh, no, I guess like if somebody... I guess like somebody comes to you and says, like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about this or this is like unfair or or generic or so like that how would do you are you scared of any that sort of criticism criticism or Um,
2: i'm i i'm quite experienced i suppose in being uh how do i say this i i if it that's when if someone's to say something because of their own discomfort Mm. i know that's because of their own discomfort and they're afraid to be going there and that's okay mm. but i'm speaking my truth and i'm telling my story and i have the ownership of that yeah. so in some ways it 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 doesn't matter but it does matter because you know if anyone does come to my w- to see my work and experience my work and is really triggered by it i'm really happy to have a conversation and hold space for them mm. M- my my experience of that is that people do have big can have big emotional reactions and responses to it um but if they have the capacity to stay through the whole song or the whole concert they'll see that that whole the journey of the concert is one in which it's brought back to a place of real healing so i'm actually guiding people on a journey of um,
0: processing and healing work. <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah, that's really important. Yeah. <laughs> and f- so what? So what were you performance for life in studio now for us?
3: Oh, so this is a
2: the shortest song on the album, and it's called New Boots, and it's in the second half of the album and talks about um, actually. It's, so when I was writing it, I was thinking about my mum catching the ferry. She she left Cork as soon as she could when she was sixteen and went up to Dublin got a nurse trainee ship in London and she got a ferry from Dunleary. Yeah. And I imagine this little teenager going across on the on the seas. <laughs> and um, then when I first came over to Ireland I was coming across the opposite way. Um, And I was sort of at the time getting divorced. (laughs) So I had these like little broken children crossing the seas in opposite directions in my mind's eye and like wanting to heal that sense of abandonment, Um, you know, and so this is a sort of a love song to the inner child, um, healing those abandonment wounds. Uh, It's called New Boots. Perfect, take it away.
3: Let's put on our new boots And away Yeah, yeah, yeah Walking in new boots Leaving the past behind Walking in new boots Into a future Into a future that's kind Walking with you by my side. Goodbye, sorrows of yesterday. Let's put on our new boots and away.
0: Uh, thanks very much, there, Lewis thank you thank you and you can listen you can listen to lewis new album at lewis barford on spotify that is home i do suggest this twitter it sounds like a really good story unique and a very important story to tell as well and obviously lewis will be live and the dates on your website are they yeah
2: and that's lewis
0: dot com. thank you very much for that there lewis and we're going to this week's number two and that will be casio by Prada.
1: You're listening to Fastlane on 100.5 FM with Ryan and Sean.
0: Yeah, sure, it's to Fastlane with me, Ryan Jones. It is two minutes to five, and boy, that wasn't that great interview with Lewis Barford there. Like, really interesting. She's given me a physical copy of her album, the album Home. And yeah, there are some some great things on here. I'm actually going to open up now and have a look inside, like... You know, I'd again, suggest read, have a look at it, really it. Yeah, there's, you know, there's Home, there's New Boots, which you just listen to as well. Dublin City Bells. I listen to that on YouTube. That's very good as well. Um, but yeah, but listen, it's obviously, it's a very interesting topic. And I do suggest have a look at that. And such a talent. I love when they form live as well. It's generally, uh, you yeah, know, it's just brilliant stuff. Anyway, on the way, we're going to have a nostalgia hour in the next hour. Um, from five o'clock onwards. But before we do that, we should go into this week's number one on the Irish Billboard charts. And that will be, he was number one a few weeks ago. He's number one again. Fair play to him. He performed live on Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago. And that is Noah Cahill with a stick season. And stay tuned for the Nostalgia Hour coming up. As you promised me that I was more-
1: Coming down the bypass to have a laugh. It's fast lane with Ryan and Sean.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's fast lane. Me, Ryan Jones. It's just gone five o'clock, and oh, didn't we have a great little time? Anyway, it's. I see. I'm on a bit of a quandary now. This is the problem. I'm in a bit of a quandary because it's now meant to be in stowdrower. This woman, I've got the wheel in. We're all ready. It's all loaded up. But here's a problem i said earlier i wanted to play a christmas song before the first of december and oh i just don't know if i should or not like part of me thinks going to stout drower parts me going to all i want for it me thinks just go for a christmas song but oh i don't know it's a real quandary isn't it uh we're getting your texts in some are saying go for it some are saying not we do have a text about uh the funeral attire um Someone here says that uh, I always go dressed in black. I think it's disrespectful to go dressed in colours. Uh, another person says, uh, I think it's depend on what the person wants. Again, yeah, but I don't know if that's how it is now. I think, I think some people just wear what they have to wear, you know. Uh, let me know. Keep letting me know on that. on 124 0851241616. 85 124 and You can also get in touch about bad gifts. We haven't had anything anyone talk about bad gifts yet. So text me with that. What bad gift has you received? Come on, it's almost Christmas now. You know, it's going to be the time for bad gifts, you know. Anyway, again, oh, I'm really debating about... Nostalgia Hour Christmas Song. No, no, we're not going to play the Christmas song. We're not going to play Christmas song. We're going to go into the Nostalgia Hour. I feel that's the right thing to do. So let's go into this week's Nostalgia Hour. Let's spin the wheel. Let me just get the button here and let's press the button to spin the wheel. Oh, hold on. No. Uh Uh-oh. I pressed the wrong button. That's not the, the, the Nostalgia Hour button. This is the Christmas song button. Well, I pressed it anyway. You might as well listen to All Over for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Merry Christmas! All on for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Christmas has started. Merry Christmas to everybody. And some people texting in saying it was too early, but you know what? It's never too early for Christmas. And to those people texting in, I say, bar humbug, bar humbug to you indeed. Anyway, listen to do Community Radio. And I just want to point out as well, if you like uh, Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas, I will recommend you a podcast to listen to. Yes, uh, there's a podcast I listen to called... Inside the studio, and it's actually a, a Michael Jackson podcast. It's someone who worked with Michael Jackson um, as, you know, on his albums in the studios. He recorded songs, but he did interview somebody uh, last year uh, who worked on the "All I Want for Christmas" song by Mariah Carey, and it's a fascinating interview. Like, don't get me wrong, it's very, you know, technical and inside industry they talk about what carts they use and stuff but just talking about the process of how they made that song and the hit it became and you know did you know that that was part of a christmas album that Ryan carey released i didn't know that i thought it was a single but no it's part of a whole christmas album in 1994 very interesting so i do suggest that it's called in the studio uh you can find it on spotify but i do seriously recommend listening to that podcast anyway We have now got the button sorted for Nostalgia Hour. So let's go into Nostalgia Hour. So let's just press the button and see what the year is going to be. What year do you want it to be? Let's spin the button now. Round and round and round it goes. Where will it stop? No one knows. Ah, there we go. The year is 2007. We will be, for the next hour, we'll be talking about 2007. And I think the best song to kick off 2007 is with Stronger by Kanye West. Yes, that Kanye West. You know Kanye West. We all know Kanye West. But he does have some really good songs. In 2007, he was on point. And we're going to kick off with Stronger.
4: Work it, make it, do it. makes us all the-
0: There we go, Stronger There, Kanye West, kicking off the 2007. Kanye has some good songs, I never really listened to Kanye's music, but you know what, he does have some good songs. And that's the thing about 2007, I'm going to say now, there are so many songs which... When I first was, you know, getting the playlist together in 2007, I was like, I don't know any of these songs. I've never heard of them. And then actually you go, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, yeah, that song. I know that song. You know, it's going to be a lot of that today. But brilliant stuff. It's really good 2007. So where were you in 2007? You can let us know on 085-124-1616. It's 085-124-1616. You can text in and let us know where were you, what were you doing, where were you in 2007? Well, let me give you a few like reminders of what was happening in 2007 so first of all uh the first ever rick roll happened do you remember rick roll where you'd get an email who say hey look at this link it's really amazing you'll click on it it'll take you to rick ashley's never going to give you up music video yep that was then the iphone was invented in 2007 yes steve jobs released the iphone which we all know now uh amazon kindle was also released so what a time, what an absolute time that was, you know, um, a lot of technological advances. I always love it when you find this out. Like, you know, I said social media was big in 2005 and you look now and these things have been invented, which we all use still to this day. The iPhone, everyone still has an iPhone. The, You know, most people do anyway. Amazon Kindle, you know, people still use the Kindles. Um, we also have the live uh the live earth gigs were held around the world i don't know what that is but you know if you want to message in and tell us what that is then let us know uh, david beckham started playing for la galaxy again if you watch the beckham documentary because that's very heavily covered him moving to la galaxy and of course it was also the year the, uh, it was also the year of britney spears unfortunate you know breakdown the year she shaved her head um and yeah and if you've watched the britney documentary read her book you'll get real insight into what her life was like then so i do recommend that buy britney's new book and what's documentary on netflix and the phrase credit crunch was also put in the news again the start of the recession yep so 2007 wasn't all you know it wasn't all glory was it but Let's just play. But take what we'll do. We'll go into another song to remind about the glory. And I do think 2007 was when Britpop was at its best. And one of the songs that I think is iconic for 2007 is Kaiser Chiefs with Ruby. <laughs> Kaiser Chief's there. Ruby, 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 Ruby. I should point out there, there was an interruption in the song. That wasn't me. That was part of the song. I wasn't messing about with the Kaiser Chief's song. It even shocks me as as somebody tried to press pause and replay it or whatever. I don't know what that was about. Anyway. It is almost twenty minutes past five. You're listening to Cork City Community Radio. It is two thousand and seven. It is the nostalgia hour. Now, let's find out what was happening in Ireland in two thousand and seven. Let's—is this going to remind you? Is this, let's go down memory lane. Uh, Sony released a hurling game for the PS2. Did you have that hurling game? Did you play it? Let me know on 085-124-1616. 16 16. It's 085-124-1616. 16 16. Uh, did, did they do more hurling games? Did, did it carry on? That's what I want to know, actually. I'll, I'll have a look at that at some point. Um, the sale of packs of cigarettes were banned in Ireland. The pack of 10 cigarettes, sorry, were banned in Ireland. Yeah, it would make sense because... Even I can see up here, 2007 is when the smoking ban come into force in um, Ireland, in England and Wales. And, you know, Ireland were ahead of the curb. Your smoking ban was, was it 2004, 2003, wasn't it? It was very early on. It was in a nostalgia hour. I remember that in the past. We had it in a nostalgia hour. So, yeah, uh, there was also, I don't agree with this. There was also an island, a, this year was described as a anus- Hobblies for Irish music, and that was by Aim and Sweeney. Now I don't know what that means, but I'll look into that. But yeah, w- was music was Irish music really bad, or is that I'd, Anu's hobbleys H- horriblest? Does sound bad. Now I don't know. Maybe it means good, but you know, text in, let me know. Was it was it bad? What was Irish music like in two thousand and seven? Text in, you know. um and the Dublin Port uh, officially open to all traffic. Well, there you go. That was nice when it's the Dublin Port Tunnel even, and the Rolling Stones returned to Slane Castle. So there we go. That was there was some stuff going on in Ireland. And also, let's talk about TV shows in two thousand and seven. Because of course, we're going to go into our TV theme tunes. So uh, Britain's Got Talent. Uh, Aired uh, the first season, Brinkle Talent aired, and Paul Potts was the winner of Britain's Got Talent, which was brilliant. And also, that year, Panorama released um, did a feature about uh, about uh, about famous British TV shows faking their competitions and faking winners and making impossible quizzes. I do remember that. I remember Blue Peter was allegedly back then the biggest people who did that, where they had you know, competitions. When it socks the cats, wasn't it? Wasn't there, They had to name a cat and then they decide to name the cat something else regardless of the winner and some the person who won. I'll have to look into that, but yeah, I remember that. That was big. Do you remember You remember that? The fake competitions, the Panorama Investigation. I do remember that. But let's go into the TV theme. So every time I do Nostalgia Hour, I do like to pick three TV shows that started that year and you have to guess the theme tunes. So... We'll start off with it now. So remember, these shows premiered in 2007. So this is the year they premiered. And I do think, I'm going to say now, this is an easy quiz, right? Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to influence people in any way, but this is very easy. OK, because 2007, so many iconic shows started in 2007. So I'll give you a quick listen first. So here's the first one. Now, remember, you can text in 0851241616. It's Uh The winner, whoever guesses the three right answers, wins. And you don't win a prize, but you do win my admiration and a round of applause from me and Siobhan when she announces the winner later. So here's number one. Now, can you guess the TV theme? Here is number one. Our whole universe
1: was in a hot, dense state The nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started way around. The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall.
0: So that was number one. What was that TV show? Take a note now. What was that TV show? Again, starting 2007... Here's the second one that started
3: in 2007.
0: Now, what was that TV show? Again, if you know this, if you know this TV show, you'll be screaming. You might not know if you never watched it, which makes sense. But that it's an iconic TV show, started in 2007. Now the final one, now this is a kid show that started in 2007. There you go. These shows, now remember, these shows started in 2007. So please text in, if you know the answer, 085-124-1616. That's 085-124-1616. I'll give you a quick little play again of them. The Our
1: universe was in a hot, dense state nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started with. The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, the developed tools, we built a wall. What was
0: that? Now for our second one, which one is this?
1: Tomorrow, wait by
3: the window for you. Wait by
0: now, remember, this last was a kid's show. If you know the answers, text in. But don't worry, we'll be playing them throughout the show anyway. You don't have to remember those now. I will be playing them throughout the show before the answers revealed revealed. In 20 minutes, the answer will be revealed. Anyway, before we go into more 2007 nostalgia, and we're going to go into viral videos, which was massive in 2007, because I didn't know this. There were loads of viral videos in 2007. But we're going to play another song first of all, and this is Avila Levine with Girlfriends. It is to call Sea Community Radio, the Queen, Ablavene. Girlfriend there by Abba Levine. I've been trying to look into the uh, Eamon Sweeney. uh, criticism about uh, the Anus Hoblis for Irish music. But I can't seem to find anything about it. Like I've been trying to look all over. But I found one bit of information. I don't think they released another hurling game after 2007. I think it it looks like it's a one-off really. But if you want it, you can buy it from CEX for €18. So there you go. If you want that hurling game... Go to C-E-X. Now, what I like to do, before we play some viral songs, uh, some viral videos, sorry, which we teased, I would like to go into 2007's top three songs of the year. So like the Billboard charts of the week, we count on the Billboard charts of the year. And the number three um, of the 2007 was this song here, which again, as I said before, I didn't actually know what this song was. But as soon as I heard it, I knew it was. It's Gwen Stefani featuring Akon and the song's called The Sweet Escape. And this was number three in 2007. Yeah, you know it now you listen to it. Sweet Escape. Gwen Stefani. Stay tuned for more 2007 nostalgia. Woo! Fire there, the sweet escape. You listening to Cork City Community Radio, it has just gone past half past uh five, and you're listening to Nostalgia Hour. It's 2007 is the year, uh, again, like it, 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 it's a big year, it seems, to be for vile videos. I sort of mentioned it a little bit before, but like, yeah, loads of vile videos seem to happen because I think chain emails were very popular then, where you send. Again, social media was in infancy, but then chain emails really started off. Uh, you know, you, you, well, not chain emails, but you know, you, you see a funny thing you sent to a friend via email, and there we go. A few iconic ones I remember is the Lee Brittany. Do you remember Lee Brittany alone? That was 2007. And here's an iconic one that I didn't know 2007. I thought it was later, but it was 2007, and it's this one. It needs no instruction.
4: Ah.
1: Oh,
0: oh, Charlie! Ow! Oh! <laughs> there you go. That was Charlie bit my finger. Do you remember Charlie bit my finger? That was a weird viral. So basically, for those who don't know what it is, if you lived under a rock, it was a YouTube video of a child, maybe about four, and a baby brother, and the baby brother's called Charlie. Bit the older brother and. Vile video! There we go! That was the vile videos back then. There was also another video involving a child with, let's just say, a very to-the-point child. And it's called The Cookie Kid. So let's just play Cookie Kid.
4: Tell me what you just said. I, well, I like you when you give me cookies. You like me when, when I give you cookies, but you don't like me all the time? Yeah, no. Why? But I like you, only when you get, get cookies from so, me. Oh, so only when I give you cookies do you like me? Yeah. Oh, okay, I love but you. I, I I love you too, but uh, I, I like you all the time. Oh,
1: okay, thanks.
0: There you go. There you I- go. Give the cookie, give the kid a cookie and he'll love you. Maybe that's a good gift to get. And any, any bad gifts, you can still text in 085-124-1616. 08 16 16. It's 85 124 that, See, that's one of those videos, though, that years ago, before Vile videos, that would be filmed and shown at family parties. Now, that's all over the internet. That, I wonder what that kid's doing now. Does he... Does he still love cookies? Who knows? Anyway, let's play. A f- We're going to do a few more viral videos. But first of all, after this next song. But first, let me just remind you about the TV quiz. So, again, every style drower I like to play. I like for you to guess three TV theme tunes that start in 2007. And just give you a quick reminder of what those theme tunes are. I'll play them out for you now. And I am getting a few texts in about the theme tunes. Some of you are getting, you, a lot. most of you are getting them right, actually. Uh, the last one, a lot of you fallen down on. Again, if you if you don't, if you weren't a kid in 2007 or a teenager, you probably wouldn't know it. But if you're, if you you know, go and find someone who does know it and they'll tell you. So let's just play the theme tunes again to remind you. So I'll just give you a few hints as well. So this is a famous American sitcom that was on Channel 4.
1: The verse was in a hot dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started way around. The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool me and with all developed tools. We built a wall.
0: There you go. So a lot of you are getting that one. The second one, some of you aren't getting it, so I'll give you a hint here. This is a BBC sitcom, and to give you a little clue, just think Indian takeaway. That's all I'm saying. Indian takeaway there you go and a third one again a kid show give you a clue it was on nickelodeon it's been mentioned a lot throughout the year if you're into that sort of stuff but and it had actually recently a reboot it got rebooted So remember this. It was a show that was in 2007 that got rebooted and had four seasons in the last three years. There you go. So if you know what they are, texting 085-124-1616. It's 085-124-1616. The lines will be open for another, I'd say they be on for another eight or nine minutes because Siobhan will be on. She will reveal the winner. Uh she'll, She will reveal the, obviously, the winners and I'll reveal the actual winner. But please keep them, Texas, coming in. And let's just go into another song to bring back the 2007. Uh, tell you what we'll do, actually. What we're going to do, we're going to play this song here, which... Funny enough, so we're going to go into the, the charts. We're going to the top three of the 2007 charts. Now, this song was on one chart, but it wasn't the official Billboard chart. But this was this song was number one in another chart. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this song for you now. And then after that, we're going to play the official number two in the, in the Irish Billboard charts. But this song was number one in other charts, and it's called Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. And after that, will be the number two in the Billboard charts. Stay
3: tuned.
1: Driving down the bypass to have a laugh—it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins. The bypass to have a laugh. It's fast lane with Ryan and Sean.
0: Yeah, sure list to Fast Lane. Me, Ryan Jones, is 13 minutes to six, and we are coming to the end of Anastasia Hour. That was the number two Billboard chart song was Umbrella. And that is, I'm gonna say now, that is the most iconic 2007 song, in my opinion. Like that was. Everywhere, 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 and a, f- a few things got to mention was a few more vile videos, which I do recommend watching mainly the Harry Potter puppet pals. I do recommend that, but anyway, what do you think, Siobhan? How do you think about 257? It's the best year,
4: it, it was a good year for music and for movies as well, of course. But so the tunes, like, I'm pretty sure. Didn't we have Girlfriend by
0: Avril Lavigne come out that year? Yeah, yeah. I played it earlier, Siobhan. It so, mm? shows you're listening, doesn't it? I played it earlier on. Nah. <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> well, you've exposed yourself. Anyway, yeah, some great films were released. We had a lot of... Do you know what? I'm going to call it the year of the three because Spider-Man 3 was released, Shrek the Third was released, Parts of the Cabin 3 was released...
4: Wait, that came out, the part, the third part came out in 2007, I thought that was the year before, because they were so, I remember like the first like three parts of the Caribbean movies like were very close in release years together, I did not realise that. I
0: think Dead Man's Chest was 2006, I'm pretty sure, or 2005, Ah. might be one of them, but definitely yeah um but no it's definitely good and also the simpson movie come out as well so and i think there's a new one in production as well i believe isn't there we simpsons.
4: need a sequel i want to see i want a sequel and then for the series to be over they have oh, okay. four seasons it needs
0: to be done now lads nah keep it going milk it's what i say <laughs> <laughs> anyway speaking of tv show simpsons was around 2007 but then there were three other tv shows weren't there siobhan
4: Oh, they were indeed. And
0: we've been asking people to guess what those shows are. So I'm going to play them. You're going to tell us what they are, Siobhan. And we're going to reveal a winner. So here we go. Is this the first one?
1: universe uh, was in a hot state nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started wait
0: What was that one, Siobhan?
1: The Big Bang Theory.
0: There you go. You're correct. Big Bang Theory. Did you guess that one? Here's the third, second one.
4: Tell
3: me tomorrow I'll wait by the window for you.
0: Where was that one, Siobhan?
4: Gavin and Stacy? Was
0: Gavin and Stacy? You're correct. Now for the final third one again, this is a kid's show, remember. I know,
4: you see, somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. What was that one, Siobhan? Hi currently...
0: There we go, iCarly again, I said for, had a reboot. It's only reese been cancelled, but it did have a reboot yeah, for four been, seasons.
4: I, there's been a petition saying they wanted brought back because of the ending of like their third season.
0: I hate when shows do that. There was a show I used to love, it was called Pram Face, and that has such a horrible cliffhanger ending, because it was like cancelled and they could have definitely gone for another season. It was, I hate when that happens, when they don't let them come yeah. back to finish it. Anyway, let's reveal a winner. First of all, we're going to the reviews of two... Uh, of two we're going to your weekly review, Siobhan. The winner is of Thanks. the three, so it's Big Bang Theory, Gavin and Stacey, and iCarly. The winner is Damian here from Caracol Island. so well done Damian. You don't win a prize, but you do win <coughs> my admiration. And a round of applause. <coughs> well done, Damian. So, Siobhan, what do you recommend to watch this week?
4: Oh, what do I recommend to watch this week? Um, Saltburn. Go to the cinema and watch Saltburn, lads.
0: So what's it about, then? What's what's Soulburn about?
4: So, basically, I was like, you know what? I'm taking myself to the cinema, and I went to, like, an afternoon showing of Laughburn. So basically what it's about, it's, like, set in, like, the early 2000s, about 2007 or 2006. Mm -hmm. Don't really want to confirm the year, just to be, in case I'm wrong, on one of them. But basically what it's about is about this guy named Oliver... And he is starting Oxford University, doesn't really kind of fit in. And one day he makes friends with Felix, who's like very rich, has like lots of money, just pretty much up there. And what happens is that Oliver gets invited to stay at Felix's house for the summer. He meets his family and it just, it just. Get out of control, but in the best way part. Like, the best way I could describe this movie without not spoiling anything, mm-hmm. I would call it stunning, yet unhinged.
0: Oh, there we go. Well, that sounds very good. I do recommend that. How long is that, and assuming it's going to be cinema? Is it, was it just recently released, or is it still for a while? recently
4: at least i think it's been out for maybe like the last week or so so it should be there for a while anyways
0: perfect so go and see that your local cinema now what about people don't want to go out to cinema what about they want to stay at home cozied up in the dark it's very dark now what about they want to cozy up in the darkness under a blanket what do people watch on netflix good great
4: sorry i meant grid game the challenge
0: Oh, oh, Do you know what? I saw somebody watching that on a plane on the way back from the UK a few days Stop. ago. Yeah, I did. Oh, wait, they're
4: ready to learn the new series.
0: I must, it must have been definitely Poor Thursday because someone was watching it. Because I was looking at going, that's Squid Games, but it's not the Squid Games I remember.
4: Yeah, no. So basically, what they've done is that they're taking all of the challenges from the from the TV show, and they're like having people do all the challenges to like win money like no one actually obviously dies on this they're just like probably like fake deaths and things like that but they're just doing all the challenges i know i remember like with a yesterday i saw on my for you page that one of the contestants literally brought their phone onto the set and they were not caught with it and they've literally not put a video out oh, about wow. it so is it is, is it
0: actually like a real life game show? Is it still reenacted?
4: Oh yeah, no. This they're they're like this, like it's, it's like real people doing doing these challenges. So it's all like it's all real life. So so I don't know. It it uh, does seem good, and I do want to watch it. And I know they are bringing out a season two of the series. But i say with the new season of that, I imagine that what they'll write in terms of like the games the stakes will be, like, like even way higher than the first
0: season. Mm. No, perfect. We'll definitely be watching that then. Uh, would you recommend... So, what do you recommend on the old Disney Plus?
4: Ooh, this is a Christmas classic, and what? I would recommend Deck the Halls. They just added it on recently. Oh,
0: lovely Christmas. Well, do you know what? Throughout this next month, I we talk about Christmas films a lot, but I've started doing that while I've started watching Christmas films. Do you know What? What? Oh, God. What's your turn to watch? Tell us. Oh, Tell- uh, what was it called? I watched a few. What was it? It was called. Um, let me look at my Netflix about It's it called The Best Holiday Ever or something. And it was. The whole premise is there's a woman who is married. Basically, she has an old school friend who lives a better life and brags about it through like a newsletter. And then her son mm. decides to get her to go to the. It's like you said, one of those classic holiday films where you know it's like going. Yeah, you know I me mean. it's one of those right I, yeah. I, I, love, I love a good cheese Christmas film for me and my friend yeah, sometimes, Sam like,
4: the Christmas Christmas movies can be questionable sometimes they can be not there's some rare ones that are good but like there's sometimes they're, there's questionable ones out there yeah me me and That's my the holidays, lad. me and that my friend Sam
0: just watch them and rinse them it's, it's great but like there are some nice ones you know I, Holiday was good I loved Holiday last year that was really good um so i do recommend that and finally is there anything on the old amazon prime you recommended?
4: very little they just added a documentary called ronnie o'sullivan the edge of everything
0: oh yeah it's about the um the, the snooker player yeah yeah that, that's produced by dave beckham as well part of that you know the production company did his documentary they also produced the ronnie sullivan
4: the mat. David would just wants to be involved in every documentary, I'd
0: say. As he's cracking on with it. Fair play to him. Anyway, Siobhan, we'll talk to you again next week. Unfortunately, so we are out of time now.
4: Perfect. I'll talk to you next week. See you next Bye. week,
0: Siobhan. Thanks there. there go. Siobhan there for weekly reviews. She'll be back next week, and I presume it's going to be very Christmassy-based. And, yeah, on that note, show's over. We're done. 2007's finished. Uh, thank you for getting involved. I can see so many texts. I just haven't had time to go firm. But I w- would like to thank, first of all, Lewis Barfoot for, obviously... Uh, coming in studio and speaking to us and giving us a great really in-depth interview and again her album is called home and you can stream it on spotify or even buy her album physically i've got a physical copy it looks like a really good album and like always we apologize to Ava max unfortunately we couldn't get to you this week but we'll try again next week maybe maybe chris maybe that'll be our gift to you to let you on our radio show and I'll be keeping some of your texts for worse gifts because I see a few of them have text in, but I just never got around to those texts. But we'll keep, we'll, we'll get the, we'll pause this and bring it over to next week's show, definitely. Uh, and on that note, we're going to end with the number one song of 2007, and that was Beyonce with Irreplaceable. Do you know this Beyonce song? Of course you will, as soon as I play it. And we'll see you again next week. To the left, to
4: the left.